Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Would you dump somebody if your friends or family didn't like them? An Australian dating coach has polled the public about whether they would dump somebody if their friends, family or kids didn't like them. Actually, kids can be quite difficult, especially if it's like a second marriage and the kids are the person you meet hate you. Relationship expert Luan Ward post opposed the controversial question on her Facebook page and asked those who were coupled up and single to decide if it was a red flag situation for many people, their family and friends. Reaction depended on the circumstances and needed to come from a place of genuine concern rather than the mask jealousy to count while others said their loved ones uh, can see things that they can't. Now, one woman said there's obviously a reason if they all don't like the person you're dating. Definitely one big fat red flag. Uh, And I suppose people have often said in the past, you know, if they're getting separated or divorced or whatever, my mother mother never liked her, never liked her, hated her, thought she was a little targer. All she she ever, my mother thought she was only ever after me money anyway, or something like that, you know, so the mother was always right. So your mother kind of has a better idea. You know, you're seeing it from, you're too close to the situation. Or your mother's on the outside looking in. Or your father, or whatever it happens to be. Another person said online, sometimes uh, those that love you can see things that you can't. Especially if you're in that love bubble. They may believe you deserve better. Or they may know things about this person that aren't good for you. A third person said, if these people who love me and have my back can see through something that my heart has covered up, then yes, I would listen to them seriously and consider it a huge red flag and most likely a deal breaker. So the bottom line is, I want to get your thoughts on this. Would you dump somebody if your mother, father, friends, family or your kids, for example, was a second relationship? Would you dump somebody if, you know, you got bad feedback about the person? Let me know what you think. The number is 087-188-008. Somebody says you can't go by the mother. Yes, you can. Mother's no best. If your mother thinks your girlfriend is a targer, she's a bloody targer. Be sure of it. <laughs> All right. So let me know what you think. Should you judge a person you're with by what others think of them? Or is it strictly only what you think of them? Let me know what you think. The number is 087 Let me go to Audrey. Audrey, you're on Classic Kids. How you doing, Audrey? Hi, Nan, how are you? Okay, Audrey, would you ever judge your partner based on what other people think of them? Would I ever judge well, Would you jump or... them or dump them or whatever? No. But I was thinking about this now, and there's loads of different perspectives you could look at this. It depends on the circumstances, the person's age, how close they are with their family or their friends or how influential they are. There's loads of different ways of looking at me personally. No. Okay. So, yeah, so if if you were dating some guy I, I and everyone everyone was saying he's a dickhead, and you were dating him and you thought he was all right, a, but, but, but why are they saying that? Are they saying it because you know he's done certain things to me, or he's done certain things you know in public, or the way he treats me, or is it just because they don't like his personality that he doesn't get out, like they don't get on with him? Well, maybe yeah, a bit of everything, really, I suppose. I mean, what about what about it? Like, if is your mom still with us, Audrey? Is she, I, I, is she, yes. Yeah, okay. yes. So, if your mom disapproved. And said, oh, Audrey, he's bad for you, Audrey. Oh, I'd be careful with him, Audrey. I think he's up to no good, Audrey. And, geez, he's only after one thing, Audrey. And, you know, I mean, would you, would yeah, you take your mother's word? No, but I would now, after my own experiences of that question, well, being a mother now as well, where is this coming from? What can she see that maybe I can't? Because sometimes when you're in love with somebody, they say love is blind. You know, sometimes you, you can't see 
the trees from the woods, woods from the trees or whatever. So mm. I, I'd, I'd consider what she's saying, but I wouldn't base any decisions on what she said. Okay, so you'd always make up your own mind. Yeah. Do you think, and, and do you think mothers have a good eye? Because I, yeah, somebody said earlier. Making that decision before, like, like not making the decisions and then afterwards going, maybe, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. Like, do, you think, do you think mothers are good, by the way? Because I, I spoke to somebody recently there who was going through a marriage breakup and he said to me, my mother always said she was wrong for me. He said she was a targer and she was only ever after one thing. She was right. I mean, yeah, well, you see, mothers have our best interest at heart being a mother. They genuinely do. And they can see from an outside perspective. But at the same time, it's our own journeys. And I don't think they're always right because they don't always see everything as well. So mm. they only see what they see. So, you know, there's, I, I definitely wouldn't. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. But you take it on board, but you wouldn't take it as seriously as actually dumping somebody over it. No. Okay. no. Do you think, by the way, do you really believe love is blind? Yeah. Can you be sm- so smitten by somebody that you just com- completely ignore that they might have a bad personality? Absolutely. Do you think so? I do, because you're just completely 100% focused on the positives. Of on the love. Positive. You know, they're this, they're that. That's what, all you can see in their moments. And then, you know, over time you notice the, the little flaws and the cracks the and whatnot over time. But when you're in, you know, you don't stay in love forever. You know, it's obviously love is different, but... When you're in that, no, you don't see outside of anything else. And how long no, does it what? take for the, the veil to lift, do you think? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, are you in that? Are you in, are you in, is it just the butterfly stage or is it, you know, does it go on for a good period of time before the veil lifts and you go, shit, he's an asshole? I think that depends on how attached you are to them and how much, you know, you spend time with them and... You have to kind of come out with the honeymoon period and go, you know, I have to focus on my own life. And maybe then it stays, you stay in love just a little bit less frequently, like in love. (laughs) I'm getting you. You get attached and you're constantly with each other and, you know, you're the only people you need to talk to them and you're you're speaking all the time and everything you do revolves around them, then you're screwed. Like, screwed. Why are you screwed? Because that's attachment. (laughs) Disappointment, expectation is all. (laughs) No, but what's, what's what's wrong? I mean, I would talk to my partner, you know, quite a lot during the day, uh, probably hours on end, actually, most days. We we text each other regularly. I'm, on average, probably about 40 texts a day. Right, so can I ask you a question? If anything was to happen out of the blue with your partner, well, you'd like, go what, through a really serious phase of grief. What do you mean anything to happen to her? Like, unexpected. Like, physically? Yeah, physically, or, you know, God forbid, and... <laughs> It's but for instance, she came to you and said, you know, I'm just not in love with you anymore now, or I met somebody else. I'd be devastated. Exactly. You would have a serious detachment issue going on for yourself. Oh, that yeah. would affect your whole life. Oh, yeah, we're getting buried in Twingled as well. We decided we're getting buried in Twingled. <laughs> we're going to get buried in this. We're going to get, like, the two coffins together with, like, a, a gap between so we can hold hands. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's all nice and cute and sweet and stuff in the yeah. moment. But in reality, it's... That's the reality. No, that is the reality. But listen to me. If you're faced with a situation which you don't know what's around the corner now, then you're you're going you're putting yourself in a position to detach from something that you're really attached from. Yeah. Okay. And are you yeah. in love? Are you in love at the moment? I am. Oh yeah. And <laughs> are, are you? Is he listening at the moment? I don't know. I don't know. All right. Okay. And do you want? Do you want to be buried like with a with a kind of wooden thing between you so you can hold hands? 
Sure, I don't give a shit. I'm dead. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but are you, are, you, are you not like madly? Are you blind at the moment because you're in love? I'm not. No, I'm not blind. I see. Are, are you actually in love? Or are you just in a relationship? Sorry, I, did, I should have asked you that first, shouldn't I? Really? Well, you did. You said I am in love. Yes, oh, okay. All right. Okay. However. However. It's 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 gone like the hood. The honeymoon period. Oh, Jesus Christ, he's less of to be trouble. the other side of things as well. I just choose to ignore them. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a choice. It's a, it's a choice now. All right, okay. So, well, sorry, you got off the subject a little bit there. Dermot, <laughs> you're on Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dermot? Yeah, you heard it. How's it going, weirdo? Who's a weirdo? Fucking <laughs> you. Just listen to you there, would you? We text each other 40, 30 or 40 times a day. We do. Get off your rock. Get off she's, rocker. she's texting me now as we speak. <laughs> yeah, how much you, I don't want to know your personally, but I mean, what, what the hell have you got to say to somebody 30 or 40 times a day? Ah, you just like it's mad stuff. You're fucking mad. Stuff. You're fucking like, you're, you're not taking the full deck at all, to be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I read it. Okay, I read out the last seven texts. Okay. All right. <laughs> Go. All right. Go for it. You're amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, okay. Okay, I can't wait either. That was only because I texted earlier on and said, I can't wait to spend the week with you. Um, uh, you're my love, my heart, my soul, my everything. Oh, Helena's just said, do you know what Helena's saying in my ear? I've just got sick in my mouth. <laughs> no, I was about to say, I was about to say, Helena, and I've got a book in handy. And, I, and I, would, I would equally text her as many things like that. I mean, what's wrong with that? There's nothing wrong nothing. with it, except, except I, I think huh. the lady said about being getting too attached to something. Like I, I didn't hear the full conversation. I was okay, but yeah, we get back to the conversation anyway. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The conversation is: Would you dump somebody, or would you think less of somebody, or be more likely to get rid of a partner if your friends, family, mother, father didn't like them? Well, I grew up in a family of one sister, but and five brothers. Okay, and four of the brothers were older than me. So I can really, I could write a book on the amount of girlfriends that came into our house over the years when we were, as we were growing up. I mean, one girl after another came and went and came and went and came and went. In fairness, my mother and father didn't really make an issue. They didn't like some. They did like some. My, sec, my brother, two from the top, so my brother, who's four years older than me, met his girlfriend in school when they were 14 or 15. Her father hated them didn't fucking like him at all and the whole lot right um, and Brendan ended up going to Canada he's now a millionaire he's made his, his, his money and they're still together and he's only 62 and they've been together for 47 years right that? Oh, well, and, the old, yeah. and the old bastard moved out to Canada and um, he's still there now and he thinks the sun shines out of Brendan's eyes but Brendan he fucking hated him when he was young you know <laughs> so you know he, everybody can get it wrong would I would I dump somebody if I felt something for them I would find it strange if I met somebody and everybody around me disliked them. I would I, that would would give me some sort of red flag. I'd have to know what the hell it is. If one person, maybe your mother or father, didn't like them, but your this if, if, if what you're saying is mother, father, brother, sisters, friends all dislike this person. Yeah, so yeah. That's oh, a bit strange. Yeah, if maybe the person has an unusual personality that only you can understand. Hmm. Do you know what I mean? But, People, people from the outside looking in can see things. Because I remember that with some male mates. I had, met, you know, guy friends, right? And I remember one of my friends going back a few years ago. And he was an asshole. He was a complete... I won't tell you who he is, right? Because he's actually quite famous. But he's a complete <laughs> asshole, right? And, and he's a ev- good asshole. 
uh, everybody despised him. And in, uh, so, look, he hasn't done too well, unfortunately, in the business. Right? But because of that, everybody despised him. But I got it and I got him. Do you understand? Know I knew he was a sarcastic bollocks all the time. I just knew right. that's what he was like. But because I was used to him and I was a friend of his, and I often said it to him, there's no need to be such an asshole. Everybody hates you. And he goes, I don't care. So, but like, so I think sometimes people can see something different in people. Do you know what I'm saying? They can, they can. But to, to be fair, a, a male friend, as, as just as a platonic friend, and he's a bit of a prick in the whole lot, and a lot of people don't like him, and the whole lot. But you like his personality, you like his, his wit, and his, yeah. and his sarcastic humor. So I can, yeah, they can totally understand that. But there's, there's not, that's not going to be tugging at your heartstrings. If you fall in love with somebody, you meet somebody, and you think the sun shines out of their ass, but everybody else. Despises her, yeah. Huh? Everybody else yeah, hates find, her. Yeah, yeah. I would. I find that a little bit. Um, I I wouldn't dump the person, but I'd certainly be on red alert and have to think about it, and just I'd plod carefully. And what about your mother, Termas? Because like your mother knows. Uh, is your mom still with us, Termas? No, no. She's got a long time. Oh, is she? All right. But, but did your no, mother no. have ever anything to say about girlfriends you had? Oh, she did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and and would you would you take her word for it? No. No, not at all. No. Well, when my mother died, I was only thirty when my mother died. So, uh, like in my twenties, would I have you know teenage years into the twenties? I've met, I brought a few girls home over the years, and my mother, my father didn't give a shit. My father loved every girl. He just, he was just great. He didn't give a damn. He he was blind to the, to the point that if, he, if his son liked this particular girl, he did not see anything bad in them. My right. mother was a bit more was a bit more you know iffy whatever, but um. No, 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 she never, like, they were the generational. My mother never sat me down and said, I don't like this girl, I think you're making a mistake here. She just, she gave off an air when you brought the girl home that she she didn't like her. Yeah, you, you get that cold ridge. Yeah, my father was very judgmental over girlfriends, whenever I yeah. had girlfriends. He was there's very always judgmental. One, there's always yeah, one. He yeah, referred to them as hussies. Oh, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> he did. There was one girl I knew. I wasn't. I wasn't really dating her, but I knew her. But she had a son, and she was only like eighteen, I think. And my father said, "Don't ever bring her around to this house." And I said, "What? What do you mean by that?" He said, "She's not married, and she has a son." And I said, "Yeah, I know. There'll be no second-hand women coming into this house." <laughs> that's. Oh I know. I know. I know. He's dead now. It's okay. We can talk about it. He's not going to. He's not going to sue me. <laughs> but but he died. Uh, going back a few years ago. What Lovely man. But he was very conservative. He was very religious. My father. You wouldn't think what it to listen to me. Yeah, but, uh, but well, sorry, what did you say, Audrey? What did you think? Would you have gone out with her anyway? Ah, uh, well, I would. Yeah, I probably wouldn't have listened to him if it was something like that. I wasn't going out with this girl anyway. She was just a friend. But in saying that, he had a view on anybody that wasn't very. Like he had very good morals, my father. He's a bit of a pain okay. in the arse. Right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he was, he was, um, he homophobic, he was racist, he was your typical outfla. You know what I mean? He yeah, was lacking everything. Compassion, what? That's not about morals, that's lacking compassion. No, like, he was, a, no, he was a Christian. He was, a, he was an old school yeah, Christian. That says and, it, that says it all. I mean, when I when I think about some of the stuff that he used to say, but like, I don't look at it in a bad way. And I've often said this to people about racism and about homophobia. With all elderly people, it's more about ignorance than anything else because they grew up in a different world. Yeah. Uh, you, have, you have to remember, my father would be 90-something now if he was still alive, right? Mm -hmm. But but in saying that, like, he, like if he's seen somebody on the television, I won't mention which person, right? But our television was gay, right? And he'd know they were gay because it was in the newspaper, right? This is 35 years ago. <laughs> Like, he'd turn, 
Turn off that immediately. Put it off immediately. <laughs> and I swear you'd have to go and knock the telly off. You're serious? Yeah, he wouldn't. I wouldn't have. No, that wouldn't be good. But then he'd watch Larry Grayson on the Generation Game and thought he was great. But I, there was something very strange about the man like that. <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? he, he, yeah, he, he, sound, he sounds a little bit like he, he would have been my father. Audrey father is saying, father. who's Larry Grayson? <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, shut that door. I shut was that thinking, door I'm sure he was watching Jimmy Savile, no problem. Well, absolutely, there you go. He thought Jimmy was great, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but having said, that, having said that, who didn't love Jimmy Savile yeah, in the 80s? as well, that then. Now then, now then, now then. That's what turned out to be, you know. Yeah, well, do you know what? I'm so disappointed. Now, I know this is going to sound wrong, so please don't get me wrong. I'm so disappointed he's dead because I would love to have seen him in a courtroom. And I wanted to know the truth about everything that happened because, look, yeah. once he died, they could say what they wanted about him anyway. I'm not suggesting for a minute the man is innocent. Uh, but I do believe a lot of the stories were grossly exaggerated. I think yeah. he was a scumbag and a perv, but I do believe what a lot of the stories were gross. There was one story around in the newspaper that he was supposed to be doing something to dead bodies in a hospital. I don't believe that, but sir, he can't sue, he's dead. Mm-hmm. So I, they should have even had a posthumous trial because they can do that. They can have posthumous trials. It's quite rare, but they just, they, I think they, they can do it with permission of the Queen. From the Queen. What's that, Niall? A posthumous trial is to put somebody on trial after they've died. You don't literally dig them up and stand them up in the stand. But they basically (laughs) just have a trial as if the person is there. And they will have legal representative for the person. Wow. Jesus Christ. I think, I mean, Helena, look it up for me there. Has there, I don't think there's been any recently. I see if there's been any posthumous trials recently. I don't know if there's been any recently. I've never heard of one. I've never heard of one. Oh yeah, it can happen. Mm-hmm. I thought once you died, your sins died with you. No. Yeah, well, no, Ireland or the UK, Helena. I'm, I'm not too sure. I think the UK more so. I don't think they've done it over here in a long, long time. Um, yeah, but they, there is such a thing as a posthumous trial. Yeah, they can have posthumous trials for people. I will, I, I, will say, I will say one thing on a, on, a, on a more personal basis with you, and I, I, I sincerely mean this. I hope it, it, it all works out with this lady that you're, that you're involved with now because... You've, it sounds to me like you've I went around for three years now for God's sake not, not, this is not I, a flirting I know I know I know but you've thrown all your eggs into one basket here now and I hope of course it's, I uh, have what else do you do when you're going out with somebody or when you're getting married to somebody or when you're going to get engaged or whatever it is you might want to do with somebody why would you not throw all your eggs into one basket you wouldn't want to throw them in loads of different baskets would you I think what he means is you're investing a lot of your time and energy in this person yeah. not maybe any other women as such but maybe <laughs> your lifestyle it go, a lot of you goes into this particular relationship rather than, you know, maybe work or hobbies or education but or spiritual stuff. No, 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 no. Spiritual stuff, I I decide what I do at my own time. And, no, absolutely. And my, my time revolves around my job and my partner and my family. Yes. Yeah. And that is good, and there's nobody saying otherwise, but the point is... I was never... Well, see, maybe people don't know me very well. I was never, ever the type who went drinking with the lads. I don't drink, right? So I'd never go into a pub. I would never go out after work and go into a pub or something like that or go on a night out with lads generally. That wouldn't be my cup of tea. I would much rather go on holidays, you know, when I was married, say, for example, with my family, than go away for a week with the lads or go away for a weekend with the lads. If I had time yep. off, I would spend it with my family. I wouldn't be spending it with other people. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either. I don't, I don't do that either. I don't yeah. go... The pubs but is that is that is that in all honesty the most healthy way to live? Yes, exactly. I think it is. Question. I think it is, Audrey. It's, no, it, it, I, I, I think the healthiest way to live is the way you want to live. Yeah, I don't agree with that. Well, so what other way is there to live apart from the way you want to live? And you, and you are dead right. You are dead right. But if it falls, if it falls fucking flat, 
So then yes, you, have, you don't have You're anything to back it up. You're off kilter. <laughs> yeah, she's right. She's not right. She's right. If that, well, okay, if that's what she wants to do, and that's what you want to do, Dermot, that's fine. But that, that might not suit me or some, somebody else. This is not, this is, this is, this is not judgmental against you, Niall. I know that. I know it's not personal. No, it is not personal. It's not personal. And, and to say that where people don't know you, I know you very fucking well because I, I, I speak to you two or three times a week for the last, I'd say, seven, eight years. That's right. And we've, we've spoken on every subject, up and down, in and out. And I do know you. And I know I know your, your psyche, I know your personality, I know you don't think. I know you're not a... a I've met you on one or two occasions as well, yeah. You, we've met on, on a couple of occasions, the whole lot. And I totally, I think you are a... I'd love to have you as a friend outside of... of ah, of, of thanks, Thomas. And the reason... No, the, no, 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 the reason I say that... The reason I say that, I find you a very interesting bloke. You've, you've, you've got a, you've, you've, Because of what you do for a living, you're a very intelligent dude, and you're very... And I, I love that. I love... I hate bullshitters, and I hate whoppers, whopplers, and you can smell them a mile away. And I, I, like, I like somebody who's, who's a good... I'd love, you know, but unfortunately you don't go to a pub. If you're the sort of guy, if you sat down for in a pub and for a few hours, you'd have a serious conversation, conversation about things. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, well, it just wouldn't be my scene. I would. I only said this the other night. Like, I, to spend five or six hours in a pub would be my idea of hell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, wait. We'll say we'll say that. Let's go back to the topic anyway. Sersha, you're on Classic Hits. How are you doing, Sersha? Good. How are you? Good, Sersha. You were in that situation, were you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Uh... Yeah, six years. I was only seventeen. My partner is, is still my partner. You know, he we he was twenty one. So yeah, my mom and dad were kind of a bit like, oh, you know, he's a bit old. Yeah, bit and old. then of course the big brother came in. Oh right. He would have hung around fiance's friends and known exactly what they were getting up to and exactly what they were doing and where they were. So although he was taking part in exactly what they were doing and doing exactly what they were at, it wasn't okay for me to be in with. Him, you know what I kind of mm-hmm. so yeah. he came back to mom and dad, and he was kind of like, "Oh, you know, this is what he's at. This is this is who his family are. This is who he hangs around with," <laughs> and that wasn't okay. So they were all kind of like, "Oh, you know, you need to be careful, and are you sure? And you don't know him?" And they were questioning me, and then I was questioning him. They were kind of like, "No, you know, I don't think it's a good idea, and whatever," because we but, kind of are the countryside. But the, the the main elephant in the room, and what you're saying, my dear, is this: you were 17. Yeah, I was seventeen. Right? Yeah, yeah, I was seventeen. God, 17. God Almighty, you were just a child. We've all <laughs> stop been patronizing. No, hold on a minute. Yeah, but not really. Oh, well, hang on, Dermot, for a second. Sorry, Jesus, she was seventeen. I know. I mean, if she was my daughter, yes, I would give her advice. But I mean, legally old enough to have sex. So yes, true. Relationship? No, no, you are. I mean, well, nobody, nobody's saying you're not old enough to have a relationship. But I suppose the way people look at it is, parents look at it is, you're under eighteen, so you're still, I suppose, under their guardianship. So they feel they have a right to interfere. Yeah, I suppose. And yeah. I suppose on top of that, I had been in a previous relationship. I was quite mature for my age as a 17-year-old. I suppose I had to be, um, I don't know. Do you know, I, I was a quite mature 17-year-old. So I don't think his age was the issue. It was more who we hung around with and what he was getting up to. Um, you know, he would have been like a partier. He would have been out taking drugs at the weekends um, and all that kind of stuff. So he was were just you, were, you madly, were you madly in love with him? No, not at a very young age, I wouldn't say no, no. Um, okay. And then I suppose we hung around with the same bunch. We ended up in a bunch of friends where he pulled away from the lads and kind of put all his time with me and the lads were like, why are you not hanging around with us anymore? And then I got the lash for that. 
then my friends were kind of like, you know, oh, he's on drugs, oh, he's, oh, he's that. And then he got very sick and he, all the weight fell off and he was waiting on a kidney transplant. And all of a sudden, everyone presumed he was on drugs. You know, he was, when he was up in Beaumont Hospital, oh, apparently he was in rehabilitation and stuff. So I went through all that kind of stuff. Well, we're six years together now. We have two kids. You're still like, together? What? Yes. Yeah, yeah we're engaged. Oh, Jesus. Oh. Yeah, so we're engaged. Ah, Jay Zordy's getting all broody now, look. Yeah. Because, <laughs> like, here, you're saying 17 years of age, like, she's only a child. I was out working, living on my own. Absolutely. I was you know working. I, mean? I was working in Balbrick, or not Balbrick, Sally Noggin, when I was 17 years of age. That's it. That is not. That is not. Hold on to all three of this for a minute, and don't be jumping. That is not what I'm saying. If you're old what enough I'm to work, you're old it. enough to have a relationship. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, no, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. What the hell has work got to do with anything? I'm just, I started saying. I, I started working when I was 15. No, when I left school, but that didn't mean you have a girlfriend. That I was an expert that I was an expert on women. Did you have a girlfriend at 15? My heart was broken a hundred times by the age of 15 and 20. Ah, yeah, yeah. that happens to most blokes. Yeah, exactly. Because the point is, I hadn't got a fucking clear what I wanted. What was your first job, Dermot? What was your first job? What was your first ever first job? The first job I ever got was I, in 19, the end of 1977. I left, uh, sorry, started in 1978. I started in, can you, did you ever hear of a place called the Armand Hotel? Remember the Armand Hotel? I do remember the Armand Hotel, yeah. The old Armand Hotel. I worked in there as a porter uh, in at the first couple of months of 1978. I could see you as a porter, all right. Audrey, what yep. was your first job? <laughs> My very first job? Yeah. <laughs> I was an elf for Santa Claus. <laughs> you were an elf for Santa Claus, right. Okay, like, now we have a fair idea what size you are. Okay, that's good. All right, okay. <laughs> but, Saoirse, what I was your first job? Half what was your, what was your job, Saoirse, your first job? Um... My first job would have been, I only worked a couple of weeks behind a bar, but my first proper job where I kind of stuck it out was home. What? Yeah, so I just went to college. I maybe with my partner, finished my leaving cert. I was pregnant doing my leaving cert, but I didn't know. Thank God. Um, oh, God. <laughs> and then I had him, and uh, we moved in together, and I went to college. Um, qualified as a carer and went working in nursing homes. And All right, so, so you never really had very many part-time jobs as such? Oh, just like kind of, I worked in a bar for a couple of weeks. Bar. Like, when okay, I, when right, I turned okay. 18, yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I, I, well, sorry. yeah my I first job was picking fruit. Jesus. <laughs> I was just lambs out in Rush. I used to go picking fruit. And then, what age were you? I was 16, 15, 16. Yeah. Yeah, and then my next, kind of, my first full-time job, so to speak, was um, I worked in a place out in Sally Noggin called Waltham Electronics Testing. Three and ones and hi fi's. See, then the girls don't even. I mean, I don't know what Laurie is, but Saoirse, I'm absolutely sure, has no idea what a three and one is. She'll think it's something you get I out of a Chinese like, takeaway. Yeah, yeah, I was just gonna say. Oh, <laughs> it's nothing to do with a spice bag or anything like that. Do you, or did you know what a three and one is? Some technical stuff. Hold <laughs> <laughs> on a second here. Hang on here. Helena, Helena, do you know what a three and one is? Yeah. What? Rice, chips and curry sauce. <laughs> <laughs> Dermot, explain to them what a 3-in-1 is, will you? A 3-in-1, I'm not 100% sure, is it anything to do with, with um, vinyl records and tapes? Very good, like Dermot. Yes. Is it, yes, it was the old the old stereo systems that that uh, you played a vinyl disc on, on, the, on the player. You had a tape recorder and you, you had, had a radio. And you had a radio. Yeah, so it was the first time they'd all been put together in one unit, and it was called a three-in-one. Right. Well, and, yeah. and, yeah. and 
they they used to make them in Waltham Electronics out in Dunleary, and my job was to test them. So I had to sit there playing records all day. And it would come along the conveyor belt, and I'd just put the record on and play it, and then test the tape recorder and test the radio, and then move it on to the next person. That was my first Good job. Jesus Christ, it didn't have an app now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There yeah. you go. All right, listen, lads, I have to wrap things up. Thanks very much indeed. All right. See you, sir. Bye. Bye. See you, Audrey. Bye. Bye. See you, Dermot. Bye-bye. Oh, well, I forgot about Ellen, did I? Oh, jeez. Oh, Alan. Sorry, Alan. Jesus Christ. Hold on a second. Alan, I feel bad now. Ah, don't worry. You know, you're fine. <laughs> uh, you, met your, you met your wife when, um, what, she was 15? 15, yeah, 15. Still with her to this, to this uh, very day. No, sorry, you were just saying that you worked for uh, Walton's there in Dunleary, was it? Sally Noggin, yeah, Dunleary yeah. there, yeah. Yeah, one of my oldest friends now, that was his uncle's place. He owned the place itself. So, oh, you're yeah, joking me. I only found that out just as I was listening to you there. <laughs> right, okay, that's that mad. Yeah, they used yeah. to have two factories, one across the road from the other, um, and they used to make three-in-ones for the Spanish market. I think they were called Iberia or something like that, or as well as the Irish market, and the Irish ones were called, I think they were just called Waltham's. Yeah, um, and like that, they, they, yeah. they made hi-fis and they made three-in-ones, and then they branched into portable televisions at one stage as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, no, I used to actually hang around up there where he, he bring me up to uh, to meet his uncle, you know. So uh, I remember, I remember getting the train up. I was only sixteen, uh, seventeen, seventeen, and I'd get the first train from Edenmore from Rohini out right. to Sally Noggin, and you'd you'd run up the hill towards the Thatch Pub. Is that yeah, still there? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and then you'd it. turn left at the Thatch, and there was like an industrial estate on the left hand side there. That's somewhere. it. That's it. Yeah, and that's where it was. Yeah, it was in there. Yeah, so there you go, small world. It is a small world. So, Alan, when you met your wife at 15, um, um, was your mother happy enough that she didn't like the idea, no? No, well, as all mothers don't when you're when you're that age, as you were saying earlier on, it's more of a, a guardianship type thing, and, of course, she didn't want me to uh, be with her. Now, it was more, again, as you were saying earlier on, it was more sort of uh, the, the generation that my mother was and her parents, if you know what I mean. So I was being put off because of, uh, my current wife's parents, if you know what I mean. Yeah. So because of that then, uh, what was it, I was 15 at the time, went on, I was still with her by 21. By 22, we moved in together. And, <laughs> of course, I was still making the worst mistake in my life. Went of on. course you were, yeah. Yeah, and uh, we, we were married at that stage, and we, a couple of years later, had the first child, and I was still making the, the, the biggest mistake in my life. And, of course, we're still together. Very happy married to this very day. So. I'm delighted for you. So, yeah, everybody else thought you were wrong. And, yeah, people can be wrong about your relationship. But I think generally you know best. But sometimes mothers can know best. And so I was talking to somebody recently who was in a relationship and they're kind of, I think they're separated or divorced or something now. But he did say his mother said, always said she was a targer. Yeah. And she was after one thing. He said she was right. <laughs> yeah, well, that that must have been the very word that uh, uh, mothers of that generation used because my current wife was also a targer at the time. So <laughs> she, She's a targer. That yeah. one's a targer, I tell you. She'll take every penny off you. <laughs> oh, the very, you, you, you just quoted her there. <laughs> you were getting bad memories there, were you? Oh, I tell you. And is your, mom, is your mom still with us, Alan? No, she died a couple of years back. And, All right, okay. Uh, the, the father died about a year and a half ago, but... Uh, and was she so, happy to see that the relationship had blossomed? Never, never, never. Oh, right, okay. Never, no, I, I, was, I was put down to, to, to be the, the, the black sheep of the family, so... Uh, so did your wife never have a relationship with your mom? 
couldn't. It wasn't allowed. It just wasn't allowed. It wasn't all and, right. Uh, that was difficult. It, it, wasn't it, it got so bad that uh, I have my son now, who was currently twenty four. She never even met my son. Oh no, that's so that's sad. how bad it got. So uh, that's you know, really sad, I, isn't it? When that happens, you know what I mean? It is. It's very, it's very sad. You know, it, it, it shouldn't happen at all. You, you think that when people get older, they get that bit wiser, but uh, not in this case. No. Yeah, you think she would have just accepted it. I mean, okay, have your opinion at the start, but when you know whatever you thought was right for yourself should be right, and just accept yeah. it and move on. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. But uh, I, it was obviously just that generation. They, they just couldn't be told and it was it, you know, so. Yeah, all right, okay. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hit.